0: Steve Hill, Hilly the Fish, columnist for the non-league paper. And also, we share something else, apart from anecdotes about Tony Cascarino. (laughs) uh, We've both been featured in 442. I wrote The Best Worst about nine months ago that Chris Flanagan ran uh, about Watford. Okay. You were also in 442 recently. It's not your first rodeo, but it's a piece about Terry Smith, who is someone I know nothing about. Can you as succinctly as possible... Tell us why we should avoid mentioning that name uh, at Chester FC.
1: Yeah, um, just in, in, in the storied history of Chester, I mean, that, that you could make a movie out of it. It's the second time I've written about it. I wrote about it at the time, 20 years ago. I don't think they were even aware of it, the guy who commissioned it. So I've read the same story twice, or I've tried not to. Yeah, he came to Chester in 1999. He liked the zoo. He liked the penguins at the zoo, so he thought, I'll buy that football club. Yeah, he claims to have been an NFL player. He was an NFL player coach uh, in this country. Uh, he bought Chester and within four games Kevin Ratcliffe had left as manager and Terry thought I'll, I'll, I'll just be manager I think he said coaching is pretty much the same in any sport They went on to prove that it wasn't by dragging us to the bottom of Division 4. He did then finally appoint a manager and um, in fact the shirt behind me is the Great Escape shirt which is misnamed because we didn't escape and we were relegated into non-league for the first time since the 1930s So, basically, yeah, he promised the earth and delivered earth. He he was like championship football within three years. He didn't say that it was was the the conference championship.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, he he was uh, eccentric, to say the least. Even though we got relegated that season, you said it hasn't been a complete loss because the club now has two working fax machines. Okay, You know, we start again at Russian and Diamonds next August, but the faxes are working.
0: So you couldn't sign any players on deadline day?
1: (laughs) Well, quite, yeah. Players would just turn up and say, "Look, I, you know, I played for Man United when I, I was twelve, and they'd be in the team on the Saturday."
0: Oh my God!
1: Yeah, he you know he did this whole thing you know training with no football, Lord's Prayer before matches. Uh, he had three captains: offense, defense, and uh, midfield. Every player I speak to about it, they just all have a different story. They all say you could write a book about that that period. I'd read but it. He did hang. He did hang on for another season or two, I think, and. Uh, was eventually bought out, and then things went worse.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and then it, the club folded in 2010.
1: Yeah, it uh, was bought by a, a, a Merseyside boxing promoter, was his official title. Who uh, let's, let's not pretend we didn't have some good times. He threw some, threw some money at the club. We tore through the conference, got back in the football league, and then he sort of gave up. And uh, we went, yeah, went out of business one season. Results expunged, ceased to exist.
0: Yeah. And some storied players have come through. Um, Bolton's captain Anthony Sarchevich was at Chester
1: yeah I saw him score the other night and I'm reminded of a goal that he scored in an away game and, um, I missed it because I was looking at my chips <laughs> I just bought some hot chips and was just <laughs> shoveling some in as the ball went in I've seen it since and yeah it was up to a cracker yeah, yeah, he's no, a decent t- player, He's he's uh, he's gone from strength to strength
0: yeah he's doing very well um, Gibraltar international and pundit Danny Higginbottom Who's also written a book with uh, Wayne Barton, who has been a guest Higgy. in the football library? Higgy? Yep. Yeah.
1: Higginbottom came in, uh, his first game was Wrexham away. Ooh. Where we won- I think we'd lost the first five games of the season. Chester reformed, we won three leagues in a row, got back into the National League. Uh, we'd lost the first five games, went to Wrexham without a hope. Higginbottom played, I think, we won 2 0, one of the great Derby victories. I think I'm right in saying that was his first game. And yeah, he he hung around for some of that season. I must, kind of very, very towards the end of his career.
0: I must read his book, which I think last time I checked was on Kindle for about throppence halfpenny. Ollie McBurney oh, came on loan from Bradford. I've seen Ollie McBurney play football for Sheffield United. He did not have a good game, but the talent's there.
1: Saw his debut, welling away. The thing people most remember about football is the weather, I find. But it was an absolutely filthy, freezing, squally day. And uh, McBurney came on and scored a brace, I think, on on his debut. Socks rolled down.
0: John Rooney. John Rooney.
1: A a, a tricky character uh, because of of what he did. I feel sorry for him because he's always described as John Rooney brackets or comma brother of Wayne. I think that's his official name. It's not his birth certificate. Yeah, it's all
0: hyphenated, Uh, yeah.
1: Hi, John Rooney, brother of Wayne. I mean, you've got to feel sorry for something. If your brother is, you know, even remotely good at something, if your brother's Wayne Rooney and you've gone into the same business, (laughs) you don't start a chat and you're rattling around Chester and Barrow. Yeah, he he was a half-decent player for us. And then, uh, of course, he did the the unthinkable. He went to play for Wrexham and scored for them at our place. Mm.
0: There's Um, no loyalty. No loyalty in the Rooney family.
1: Uh, I assume you listen to the Socially Distant Sports Bar.
0: Yes, I did. Yeah.
1: They they read out the section where Rooney scores for Wrexham against us in the same goal that he scored a free kick for us against them. I mean, the quote is, what is the uh, effing point?
0: Yep. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. In, yes, in yes.
1: football, people, people think that players care. It's just Players, it's just, just business. Uh,
0: Bank balance, know, so mortgage.
1: Kissing the badge and then eight months later, climbing into the away end, having scored against us for our deadly rivals. You, you do question, what well, why do you bother driving up and down the country thousands of times? But,
0: um, well, I, I guess you do it to cheer on the likes of Craig Marn, who is uh, 215 oh, appearances, Chester FC's most beloved player.
1: Is he really? He's probably the most, uh, I was going to say most capped. You don't get a cap for Chester, do you? Yeah, most appearances. Yeah, I spoke to, I spoke to Marnie on a, in Newquay, actually. I went on a, crikey, before all this... Uh, tm i on a pre-season tour of Newquay, and uh most of the players were not interested in speaking to me because uh you know the who the hell am i basically but uh marnie went yeah i'll give you a few words for the nlp but yes yeah, so i spent a day on the beach drinking with the chester squad and uh it's sort of things you don't want to see really i mean i you know i like footballers for what they do yeah when they're all just pissing against a rock and uh <laughs> it Kind of shatter, shatters the magic, clip I left him too. And Marnie just ran into uh, ran into the sea memorably. There's only one way to enter the ocean. He just absolutely piled in. But um, <laughs> yeah, there was there was quite a lot of a lot of jape. <laughs> yes, one player was handed a a bottle of seawater to drink from. Uh, class, classic footballers balance Indeed. was going on.
0: But um, uh, he's now at Curzon yeah. Ashton. Do you follow what Curzon are doing?
1: Not well, religiously. I've been there. Uh, I've been there once, I think. I remember winning 3-0 there early on. Early on in our on our current manager's reign, I think, we won there. We mm, so, now managed by Bernard and Jono, you may be aware of.
0: Yes, I was going to ask you about them, or to give them their full names. Anthony Johnson, and is it Bernard... Is it Marley? Marley. Marley, yes, I can't remember why.
1: As in the chicken shop, not the uh, reggae star.
0: Indeed. <laughs> um, so, yes, the joint managers have come in, the season is postponed, but... Do you think these joint managers are going to get Chester semi-professional, non? Well, the fifth tier, we should say.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know they get a lot of criticism because the, the documentary they did, um, they did Class of '92 out of the league. They were just known as a kind of oh, sweary, yes. sweary bullies on that. Yes, yes, yes. You know they, they claim obviously it was edited to you know for drama. They, they claim to be very sweet, sensitive, understanding guys. Well, oh, yeah, I mean I kind of got you know I do know them quite a bit. What O particularly so I can't, I can't really slag him off but um, they talk a good story and uh, they, they're absolutely committed I think they want to be there and they want us to succeed and uh, well we were succeeding you can't you know you can't fault their record because uh, you know, as, as he will have said himself they haven't got a pot to piss in And uh, they managed to assemble a team of kind of dogs of war talented young players you know I think he did describe it as a kind of halfway house <laughs> you know a couple of other players have <laughs> been in prison and had a few problems here and there I did. He didn't describe it himself as a halfway house for uh, the borderline criminals. But um, there's <laughs> obviously some kind of team bonding there. It's... And they have, they have been great to watch this season. I've, I've watched every, barring a game that wasn't televised, I've watched every game. Because obviously streaming is now the thing. Which I think has to has to remain.
0: Yes, absolutely. I've... Yes. Same with the theatre.
1: Uh, yeah. I've watched, uh, you know, I've watched projected games onto a wall. ball. I've been watching games in on a 20-foot screen and... It, it's a whole new world, but um, yeah, I feel I know this team is as, as good as any, despite only having been to like four games or so. I've watched all of the rest of them, so um, pretty okay with this team. Yeah, we look good, and uh, yeah, the managers um, they're, they're good lads. I think you know they, they get a reputation. Jono gets sent off every game pretty much, or at least booked. Uh, there's a lot of effing and jeffing. Yes, I'm not sure which is which particularly when cause you when you go and watch them and there's no crowd there, you get to hear every word. I went to the first game of Kidderminster, was kind of sat near the dugout, and I'm um, astonished at the amount of just open abuse that goes on. You know, players to officials, players to other players, players on the bench to our managers, just just hurling foul mouth inventions at that's each other. That's the, the, the whole best game. thing.
0: That is the best thing fantastic. about the semi-professional level. I've seen it at Boreham Wood and Wheelstone and St Albans, who are the three... And Barnet as well, less so Barnet. Those three clubs... And I'm blessed with a lot of great non-E clubs around here. And I I said the other day, uh, I feel more of an affinity with watching a game where the win bonus matters to, let's call it, Arsenal against Benfica tonight, where Arsenal could afford to sack 55 of their players and tear up Mesut Ozil's contract. And they're still taken seriously. But... The key question of this football library visit, and by the way, Steve Hill, you get your football library card, so if you want to read a book, you can. Um, is there too much football? Is there just too much of it?
1: Oh, it's absolutely relentless. There's that famous Michelin web sketch, isn't there? Football, the football continues, more football. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely dominates my life, but at the moment, I wouldn't be without it. I pretty much watch every game that is shown at the moment.
0: Do you agree I with think- Johnny Lou, who said that it's an endless scroll. The game ends, there's another. The game ends, there's another. And, oh, by the way, the European uh, competitions are being reformed, but watch the football, watch it move.
1: Oh, yeah, it's absolutely relentless. I, I will watch, uh, what, what do we have now, eight Premier League games on a Saturday, Sunday? I'll watch the whole lot. Hmm. But if I watch, I mean, they'll be on, and I'll hear a goal and watch the replay, see if there's VAR, see if the goal's given, and then go back to just, reading about the game I'm watching on my phone, basically. <laughs> I don't know if could watch the entire game now, unless it's literally an England World Cup game, or maybe an FA Cup final, or obviously a Chester game. To actually sit and stare at the screen for 90 minutes, I think is incredibly rare at the moment. It's, it's, I think ambient football mm. is, seems to have tripped it in. It's, it's just there. Well, What was the game yesterday? Was, did somebody beat somebody 3-0? I think Spurs, yeah, Spurs were 4-0,
0: yeah.
1: I didn't see any of the goals as they went in. Yeah, you know, you'd hear there's, there's been a goal. You look at the screen, you see the replay, you see that's it been given. I mean, you can't really celebrate because I mean, it's, it's two minutes later. It's rare. If I catch a goal live, I'm almost, almost surprised myself. It's almost like a game. So I actually saw that one go in, rather than just becoming aware of it. It's but yeah. So, I think it's, it's become like having a radio on almost, and like you know, here's a song I like, or here's a goal.
0: Uh, so Jarvis yeah, Cocker was it? Jarvis Cocker said music is like a scented candle in the corner of the room. Football is a projected. Group of players trying to fall over to win a penalty, thanks to video assistance. Look,
1: <sighs> yeah, there's so so much cheating. What There was a, there was a Southampton guy the other day, dived, it was, it was ruled a dive, and then, well, you know, no booking or anything. Just just have another go in a minute, try and cheat again in the next time in the area. I'm sure, people used to get booked for diving, didn't they? And that just Now they they look at the VR and go, yeah, you've actually just thrown yourself (laughs) against the defender there. I think nowadays you can get sent off. This guy clearly got away with it. But, you know, VAR is just become, you know, there's more arguments now with VAR, I think. I thought the idea was it was brought in so we didn't have to have these constant debates. Now we're having the constant debate about VAR. Yeah, it's it's a trick. I I don't know where we are.
0: Tony Evans quite rightly said it's the Brexit of football, but we need it because (sighs) woe betide Aston Villa survive a match against Sheffield United and thus survive in the Premier League because a goal is not given because the chip in the ball doesn't work or something.
1: Oh, God, yeah, they'd be court cool coaches, wouldn't they?
0: Forever. And indeed, but, um, yeah, and yet they're all. Yeah, on. I
1: mean, I, I do watch all that and then I'm kind of glad that I support non-league, which, you know, you can roll out the pub but five to three, hand over some cash and if a goal goes in, you have a quick look at the lines when it's a goal and you celebrate in real time. Which is the whole point of going to football is the goal celebration? I feel.
0: Yeah, and also but you celebrate. Almost all
1: of it is, is drivel.
0: You celebrate with a pint because at non-league matches you can drink on the terrace.
1: Uh, at certain levels, yeah, I think the national league you can't. Okay. So when we got when we got relegated to the national league north, exactly the same people in exactly in some of the same stadiums stood there with a pint. The only difference is the level of football. Yeah. Which is as well, you can go to rugby, obviously, and get absolutely hammered in full view.
0: Hey, there's rugby this weekend. It's a Six Nations weekend.
1: Yeah, that's, that's kind of slightly low down on my priorities of sport, I think. Because I, mean, I, 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 will, I will still watch it, sadly.
0: Because you don't understand the rules.
1: That is a lot to do with it. yes. Hmm. When, when I watch sport, I like to offer my advice. When I'm watching rugby, all I can really offer is hit him or <laughs> kick it into that big H, do hit, that funny-looking
0: yeah. thing. Hit with the shoulder, that's drive that. on, former a ruck... That guy does
1: the whole looking thing. Look, looks at the ball, looks yep. at the post, looks at the ball. Leave away. Maybe well, one look at the posts. Just kick it between those posts. You've obviously done it
0: before. I'd just play it. Just pick it up. Uh, just go to an amateur club and just maybe watch a game just hear what the referee has to say. You also don't know the rules of cricket, but I can tell you England have done particularly badly today.
1: Yeah, I was watching that on uh, on Plus One. So that I don't, don't really fancy getting up at nine o'clock. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, there's an extra level of jeopardy. I couldn't look at my phone. I was having to scroll an hour behind. But um, yeah, that was shocking. I was looking forward to uh, five days of cricket. Yeah, you and, and everyone else. A two-day test. I mean, that's just us two ODIs. It's not even that.
0: What a horrific pitch! Are you excited for the hundred? Uh, remind me what that's a new format of cricket. Yeah, the BBC is screening it. It's twenty-five ball overs, and you're supposed to just smash it. So it's T Twenty Deluxe.
1: Ah, uh, you know, I'll probably watch it, but uh, I don't think cricketers should go for a six every shot. Is my theory.
0: Just, but just, then just it devalues it. the six. It devalues the art of bowling and fielding, and
1: we'll just get it over with.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what they want. They want that. They've seen the success of T Twenty. I've been to a fifty-over game.
1: Wasn't a T ten or something recently?
0: Oh, really? T ten been mentioned? God, it wouldn't surprise me. Probably played with a beach ball. Just have one over, just a super over. That, yeah, like, the super over, like in the World I Cup. I would have gone for a super over. So this book, Wall of Sport: My Descent yes. into Multiscreen Madness, came out uh, last December at eleven ninety nine. Again, Ockley Books. Great idea for Great. a book. You take a diary every day of the year twenty eighteen. And you, you go through the rhythms of the year. And this was a year which began with the Winter Olympics and included the Commonwealth Games uh, and also yeah. the FIFA World Cup TM. Yes. Did you enjoy those events more than the regular ones, the ones that happened biannually, biennially, or annually?
1: Yeah. Uh, Winter Olympics, I got very sucked into the curling, the women's curling, mm-hmm. as, I, as I did four years ago, I'm sure. Four years is enough to kind of forget the rules and the main characters. It's that uh, Eve somebody, isn't it? Eve head, yes. With the beguiling eyes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a and, and foul mouth as well. <laughs> just, I love the way she drops the occasional F-bomb when, uh, <laughs> when the, the stone doesn't go in the house or something. Yeah. So I got very sucked into that all hours of the morning. Yeah, I watched the denouement, the bronze medal in a in a pub before dagging him away, I think. So, yeah, a terrible day all round. England lost the bronze, and we, we lost 3-2, so having two and up the minutes to go again. Uh, yeah, got sucked into that. Commonwealth Games, uh, not so much. Athletics, I kind of, you know... Since Cowan Ovet, I've not really had any interest. Steve Cram, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of,
1: I'm not sure, I don't think I could even name an athlete. Who, who, do people still run around tracks? I, I can't think of who the We've big We've got a guys couple are. of
0: very good Brits. Um, Dina Asher-Smith is the face of British Athletics. Katerina That's johnson Christie.
1: Limford Christie still going?
0: Limford is a pundit now.
1: Oh, brilliant. Oh, good.
0: He's plugging away. Um,
1: yeah, that seemed, seemed to have its days. Athletics seemed to peak with David Coleman as much as anything, I think, didn't they?
0: Well, it was because <laughs> Just, of the cheating and the drugs and David Walsh and the Balco scandal. This is a question you probably asked several times, but do you have to think, yep, yeah, they're probably medicated? No. They're, the, these athletes are probably medicated.
1: You can have testing for drugs, but don't you just have a even cleverer drugs that are harder to test for?
0: Yep. I mean, it's uh, almost an urine. argument just,
1: just, just for a free-for-all. Just look, just, just make it a science contest. Who's got the best drugs?
0: Well, that's what Formula for One is, except for drugs, <laughs> <needs laughs> the car.
1: More or less, yeah. yeah let's have a seven-second 100 metres. <laughs> I mean, the, the lifespan might not be great, but um, it'd be watchable.
0: Yeah, blink and you miss it. Well, someone broke the 60-metre record that um, Michael Johnson had held all my life. Um, so the 60 metre could be something to interest people. But I'm I'm but, more interested in uh, 800s or 1500s because you've got a time and pace. Kelly Holmes at the, um, was it Athens? Kelly Holmes? That,
1: uh, and the Olympics that were in like 2008. Yeah, yeah. Four or eight? Yeah, I mean, I watch an Olympics uh, athlete's event. That kind of stuff crops up on the red button, doesn't it? You sort of, some half-empty track somewhere. Yeah, that is pretty low down on priority, sporting wise. I think.
0: I tell you what, I tell you, Hill, the best day of the year is London Marathon Day, by a mile, because everything I mean, the streets are closed, and you just watch the you watch the elite racers, great, but the bonhomie of the fun runners or the semi pro runners or the club I watch runners,
1: somebody dressed as a rhino or a waiter.
0: Yeah, you see that as well. Well done to them. They'll get on TV. It's a good,
1: it's a good day if you're not that person who statistically will die in that event. Yeah. <laughs> good, good day for everyone else. My
0: brother, uh, I've got three brothers now, but when I only had one brother, Rich um, ran London, he ran it for Tommy's, and unfortunately his leg seized up six miles from the end and he limped home. Did the Brighton Marathon, and it was half marathon, much better, and it was a gorgeous day as well. Um, have you been out to see the marathon in the flesh? I think...
1: Um... I think we went to the Olympic marathon.
0: Mm-hmm. We went to
1: some Olympic event. And we went to Hyde Park and watched some people running. Maybe they're doing a triathlon or something. Oh yeah, it was a 10K I at Hyde Park. God, yeah. Absolutely not, God no. I did accidentally see a Bournemouth marathon once. We sat on the beach. I could just these people just looking like they were dying. We were sat, you know, having a nice drink or something. These people had run 25 miles. None of them look that happy as I, as I always say, like
0: of pain. the guy who ran the first marathon, a guy called Pheidippides, died. He said, great news, they've won the battle.
1: <laughs> There's a warning.
0: Yeah, but,
1: great. It it's a great event. It should have ended there. That should have been the end of it.
0: Yes, well, Dave Bedford has different things to say. Nigel Tassel, who's got a lot of mentions, uh, wrote a very good book called Butch Wilkins.
1: He also sent me that, which again, is a kind of some crossover. He's always about one book ahead of me, that guy. Yeah, he wrote the he wrote the defining non-league book, followed by the card. Although mine was, of course, uh, nominated for the William Hill Sports Book of the Year, which he's, I never mentioned.
0: You haven't. Uh, he also, and I don't know if it's going to be postponed. I imagine it will. But he's writing about the championship this year, which is a very smart choice of title. and I'm sure Watford will feature. Uh, I couldn't speak to Nige last year because he was homeschooling and working on his book about Fargo, which I think is out, as you listen
1: to no, it. I think I've, I've seen a picture of that today, I think, yeah. yeah. very lovely cover. He's so, he's, he is busy. He, he, he puts a shift in, that guy.
0: Yeah, Mr. Gid.
1: Barry Carney sent me both of his books, i I read both of them and enjoyed them very much. He's,
0: he's a fantastic... Yeah, he, I, I loved yeah, him he, in the book. He board.
1: watched sports for um, the whole of the 80s, he watched sport, basically, didn't he?
0: Yeah, that was his childhood, and this... Um, yeah. Job. Martin Kellner's book about sport watching, which is based on the Guardian columns... That's phenomenal okay. as well. If you can, yeah, and you know what my uh, right. so, style is. So my book's
1: not even original, is what you said? It's saying.
0: not original in the slightest, but um, <laughs> well, I, I, I enjoyed. It. I think the angle, but the title is "Descent into Multi-Screen Madness." You you yeah, uh, okay. you reveal the moment where you descended into madness, but this is um, a repeat of the darts. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah. Was I think Daryl Super was playing Simon Whitlock, three thirty a.m. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, that was like a moment of reckoning. Like it's, this is possibly not the greatest use of a human life. <laughs> so, you know, good, good game.
0: <laughs> and also, I've just uh, remembered Ed Smith, the uh, England cricket selector, who will have a lot of thinking to do today, um, wrote a book called What Sport Tells Us About Life. So, Steve Hill, author of Wall of Sport, what did sport tell you about life?
1: I think sport's just a way of filling up your life. I mean, I'm astonished at what other people will do. I mean, What do people do? I mean, you know, there's only so much Netflix you can get through. The thing about sport is uh, it is unscripted and you don't know what's going to happen. I I watch a lot of films as well. And you're like, you know, here's the lead character. He's going to do something. It's all going to conclude. Whereas in sport, they always say you couldn't make this up. Obviously, you could make it up. You can make up anything. But I think you alluded to earlier, that's that's the way you get through the year. If people don't watch sport, you know, what are you doing in April? No different, really. Obviously, you're watching snooker for 17 days. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing in May, FA Cup final? What are you doing in the summer? Every other summer I'm watching I mean, 30 days of uh, a World Cup or a Euros. You know, football, the football season's starting. Uh, I think it just eases you through the seasons. Otherwise, there's just weather. Without sport, there's only weather.
0: That's a great line. It's used in the bump to the book. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah you that, also was mine. Say, that was mine, yeah. You, you told the TalkSport chaps that you don't watch soap or reality shows. I read this most amazing piece by Rory Smith that said that Yes, we've got Made in Chelsea, but don't you think the Premier League is the greatest augmented reality, scripted reality show? Because you know the characters, there are all these new characters. I guess that's why Transfer Deadline Day is so exciting, because you get some new characters. You get a refreshment of characters. So by not watching, you said you haven't watched reality shows since 2000.
1: I Um, I think I watched the first episode of Big Brother, the first series of Big Brother.
0: And then probably you flicked over to ITV Digital was on that at the time because that was probably the streaming the, the where who had the football oh, yeah. highlights
1: um but yeah that's, that saves a lot of time not getting sucked into that well i guess yeah other people they must think oh god it's january there's some people in a jungle eating worms could not care less to be honest people i don't know doing things that i find disgusting which yeah, a lot of people could say that about sport That's <laughs> pretty much a description of sport if you don't you don't get it but, yeah, for people who don't watch sport it must look absolutely abstract Turn the telly on and watch some cricket you know, nothing happens. Another 30 seconds goes by. We're you... snooker. I always remember that um, when Dean took three and a half minutes to take a shot, which was obviously superseded by Mark Williams. Did he take five and a half minutes to take a I shot? I saw that
0: clip. He kept looking at the angles. But yeah, what was he looking someone, at it for?
1: Someone, I don't know. He just took a crap shot in. Someone famously superimposed that with Ronnie's uh, five minute 147. Yep.
0: yep, yep, yeah. That was the one I saw. yeah but
1: yeah. somebody who doesn't like sport, imagine trying to get them into sport. Say, oh, look at this—he's he's, going to hit that ball in a, in a couple of minutes, <laughs> quite badly. So you know, horses for courses, I guess. Do you prefer? I like sports.
0: Do you prefer writing about sport to writing music and the arts?
1: Um, I take anything I can get at the moment did a little bit of music writing, but like I say, mainly just so I could build up to interview Marky Smith. What, what I used to write about was video games. You, you alluded to Football Manager earlier. I wrote two books on Football Manager before I was clean. Uh, yeah, I spent 15 years uh, touring the world writing about video games. Oh. Which is, uh, yeah, I wrote for a, a man called PC Zone, which we kind of think about bringing back in podcast form.
0: Oh, yeah, I do. Did you work with Charlie yeah. Brooker or did you read uh, Charlie Brooker? Per, per,
1: I was good friends with Joey Brooker at the time, yeah. yeah, I was, I was on the mag with Brooker, yeah, sort of 97 onwards. Uh, yeah, Brooker's one of the first people I met on there, yeah. Sitting in the office, in this filthy, smoky office late at night. You know, he'd be playing Tomb Raider, I'd be playing FIFA. He'd look at FIFA and go, what on earth is that?
0: And what did no you tell
1: comment. him? Well, I told him, <laughs> I tried to explain them, you kick the ball to each other and try and get it in the net. And he seemed quite amused by it. <laughs>
0: You know what that uh, sounds yeah. like? That sounds like an episode of Black Mirror.
1: <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I uh, you, watching that, there's so many things. Think, well, that, that, uh, that's that guy who used to drive around the office on a, on a scooter, isn't it? Oh,
0: he's done very <laughs> we, well.
1: We used to be in this office in the 90s and there was literally a guy on an electric scooter would go by and you go, OK, that, that's well, more Nathan Barley, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yep, which, which makes a lot of sense because he wrote it. Um, the, the most amazing piece of television I think I've ever seen is Charlie Brooker explaining that Twitter is a massive multiplayer online platform game. And I thought, yeah, that that's was the, correct. Um, that's best it. game
1: ever, wasn't it? it was, somebody's had a bit of a cop-out, but... Um, no, not is, at all. Yeah, it's, it's kind of true, yeah. Yeah, you're trying to score points, and um, it's, it's so desperate. You know, I searched Twitter looking for a mention. I get one, I'm like, Who's, who the hell is this? <laughs> Five minutes later, oh, right, no mentions. Who's this prick? Who's this mention?
0: <laughs> yep, dopamine, <laughs> just, dopamine, you know, dopamine. Hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. It's oh, like poker. Oh, God, it's, poker He's desperate
1: yeah well also something i know a lot about so yeah i've basically written about video games and football but yeah football was the first thing you were on about 442 earlier the yep. first thing i ever had published was in 442 in the 90s was an interview with eddie howe age 15 purely by chance i did like a box out on some feature on uh, youth kids and uh, my cousin said oh there's a kid at my school who's on the books at bournemouth i'll give you his number uh, injured Eddie Howe, age fifteen, very uh, level-headed young man. I think it was the first injury I'd, I'd ever done, or he'd ever done. Wow! He pretty much took control, and uh, we revisited it a couple of years ago. I went back there, I think last year or the year before.
0: I think I read that piece.
1: Yeah, it was quite quite a well, for both of us. It was quite. Um, what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, yeah, not much. <laughs> um, I'm, but Mr. Bournemouth. Uh, yeah, that's, that kind of came full circle.
0: I think I mean, and we're we're talking on the 25th of February. I don't think a guy who lives in Bournemouth is going to take a job in Glasgow.
1: Is that the rumor?
0: Well, that's Celtic Celtic fans are yelling Benitez and saying Eddie Howe, but no, no, I think Eddie Howe yeah, I mean, is waiting for the England job, which he's going to get.
1: I mean, yeah, he, he will be good because he, he is kind of Mr Clean, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, he's, he's not Big Sam. He won't be caught drinking a pint of wine. <laughs> and also,
0: also Jason Tyndall is connected with Senrab, so he's got a youth development angle. So I think Tyndall and Howe would be perfect. But as as it stands, England are going to host the Euro final, if not all of it. Hey, are you going to go to the final? It's on your doorstep.
1: Ideally, I mean, is, it, is, it, is this going ahead? It, seems, it almost seems a bit unreal. Yes, it's it is going happening.
0: ahead. Don't question it. Uh, yeah, with fans. Uh, Probably not. Is it, The plan is, there a game,
1: is: is there a game on the twenty-second, the day after allegedly all lockdown is off?
0: Is it the Czech England Republic game? I, yeah, think I think that's, that's... England Scotland is like the day before. But yeah, I'll, I'll just type it up. Yeah, Czech Republic. Oh, I mean, that what,
1: is that, that going to be a full house? It all just seems a bit random at the moment.
0: No politics.
1: They can't just have 80,000 people in Wembley, can
0: they? Well, they can, but it will mean that everyone will have to resign from their jobs for being irresponsible. But what happens if, again, the season is delayed? Already Newcastle have been badly hit this season. If they go down, can they claim that it was unfair that two players were too ill because of a virus that had football not been able to be played on, they wouldn't have gone down. I mean, it's just... Football is the least important thing at the moment, and yet... The government realised yeah. that we need bread, i.e. furlough, and we need circuses, i.e. Kyron Wilson and the snooker. Has he won yet?
1: Yeah, he's all over, I think. Yeah, I've turned it off. Oh, uh, yeah, no, someone did say, what What did they say? Football is the, the most important of the least important things or something. Yeah. I don't know, it really is. It, the fact they've been broadcasting it is good. But, um, yeah, how it, how it crawls back, I don't know. You can't just go from empty to full overnight, surely.
0: No. What if people have bought tickets and then come into contact with someone and they have to isolate? What if Henry Winter has to break his run of England games because he can't be in the stadium?
1: Who knows? I mean, by the time this goes out, it could all have changed. But it uh, be interesting to see. Yeah, I would love to get a Euro ticket. I don't know how I'm going to get one. Turn up with a copy of the non-league paper, see if they'll let me in.
0: Um, I think, yeah, if you wave it at the head of the FA, <laughs> whoever that is now. Who was your unsung hero of Wall of sport? When you after coming away from it, whom do you still remember fondly that other people might not remember from that year?
1: Uh, I probably go back to lovely Eve Muirhead in the curling. But just was a wonderful time. Bleak mid-February, staying up all night watching four Scottish scrubbers throwing a stone into a house. Extraordinary scenes.
0: I knew someone uh, at be- I knew. I knew someone who was, I think, Scottish youth curling it
1: kind of proves you can get into almost any sport i think well that's the same like you know, if you watch force yourself to watch a soap opera you get into it you could watch home in a if there was nothing else on same with something like that i Ooh. mean there is because it has you know has the, has the human elements has the despair has the swearing and you know people making mistakes but i guess that's what it's all about sport is got ultimately a test of your kind of human resolve not not to get too philosophical. Yeah. Which is, why, which is why darts is so good, because they have a close-up of the guy's face. And he can throw darts. He can throw 180 any time he wants at home. But when you, you know, you're know you playing in front of an audience... You've but got a can he up, do it
0: you know. on a wet Tuesday night in Ali Pali or Lakeside? <laughs> well, or quite, she? Yeah, but, or she?
1: Well, yes, Fallon Sherrick being the, uh, the yeah. big name in darts. I think I, I think I was just after this book, I think, that yeah. she did her thing. To be at a sporting event again would be great, wouldn't it?
0: I think your next book should be something about that because you've written about spectating live and spectating on telly uh, unless you do a Marquis Smith book
1: I think it's kind of all been done there's, there's another one coming out I think there'll be four books for here to eternity I yep. think I don't know what they keep them out
0: God bless um, Marquis Smith
1: next book I don't know I don't mean do you have to keep writing them there's two enough
0: um, well, it depends if Ox Uckley will say, well, we've done well with Wall of Sport. Priced 11 99 great cover. Uh, and it's his, uh, Steve it Hill's cover, descent yeah. into multi-screen madness. Um, how did you end the year? Did, was it darts? You say darts is Christmas.
1: It's no great spoiler if I read you the last passage, is it? Uh, so I end the, I end the year um, looking forward to Southport at home the next day, back for the darts. We go again. When the fun stops, stop. Good. Someone just, someone did describe the book as all middle. There's no beginning, no end, it's just middle, which is true because I mean, it's relentless. Sport doesn't necessarily obey the calendar year, it just goes on. You know, the football season what do goes in one. Yeah, but one what year do you think another. of
0: the, the stat of the calendar year? The goals in the calendar year?
1: They're absolutely meaningless.
0: Completely meaningless. It's just something to write about in December.
1: Football is, exists in seasons, it it's absolutely no relevance what the year is. I find that abhorrent. I haven't done the research. I don't. I don't know or care what XG is. Can someone explain XG? I can explain
0: XG. If you are on the goal line and nothing is impeding you, you have a 100% chance of scoring a goal unless you kick it backwards. If you're on the penalty spot and you have four defenders between you, there are other situations where players have taken that same shot with those same conditions. And you can be predicted, all things being equal, removing variables, that you have, let's say, a 30% chance of scoring from the penalty spot in open play. If you're 40 yards out, as that bloke from Southend was last night...
1: I I watched that today. I was showing my son that today.
0: Probably got a 4% chance of it going in. So the closer you are to the goal, the more likely you are to score. And the more that the goal won... Uh, can exist, as opposed to no goal, zero, can. So it's just a statistical methodology. They've probably imported it from the States, like basketball.
1: So, but the thing they give at the end of the game, have they collated all of They've those situations? They've added them together. They've
0: added all the shots together.
1: What an absolute waste of somebody's time. Who, yes, who's is. doing that? Some, some pencil neck like just sat? up. Top. Stats bomb. Uh, well, I mean... We survived before it. I feel. Yeah. And we we, we could even live without it.
0: There are certain statistics, but it also bears, bears. bears
1: no no relation to the actual result. Obviously, I watched that Brighton Palace game on Monday. Palace touched the ball twice in the opposition area and scored two goals in one two one.
0: Yeah. What was it uh, someone had, playing
1: fifty two some... touches?
0: Was it Brighton playing Liverpool and the possession stat was meaningless because you only only takes a second to score a goal. That's the, that's the thing. Stats say something, but not everything about it. And also, if you're watching non-league, uh, it's different pitch, different quality, different everything. I think elite football wants to take itself more well, seriously. Why does
1: everything be, have, have to be analysed down to a ridiculous kind of granular level? Do, do, does it matter? Ultimately, the ball bounces off someone's arse and you're one down, in my experience.
0: But what if the arse is ahead of the last defender? <laughs>
1: Well, I, I did happen, Roosters, didn't it? Or in reverse, someone some had a big arse which played someone. Yeah, <laughs> played someone on side. Two kinds
0: across. of football: the one we like, and the one they play at elite level. Um, so you've got to write this column. Are you going to tell your Cascarino anecdote, or have you done that? I don't think I've
1: done that. I don't I think. I think I'm, what I'm writing about is. <laughs> I think the crux of it is: have I been to Boston's new ground? Is my starting point. I was definitely there. I remember the weather. I remember having a Burger King beforehand. I remember a fairly hard fought nil-nil draw, but the game was null and void. Mm. Did did it exist? I mean, the petrol came out of the car. <laughs> I don't. I might just do a philosophical thing around that. I mean, it's, they they hide it near the back. Nobody really reads. It.
0: No, that's <laughs> a lie. Much. You're the non-league John Nicholson. <laughs> John Johnny the Nick is the football <laughs> library's uh, resident hermit. He sits once you get past Roy Keane on the door. John welcomes you in and said, you're going to cancel your Sky subscription, aren't you? Let me give you 300 pages as to why you should not give money to Sky. The the non-league paper and indeed the football league paper are both available for £1.50 in your newsagents. Hilly the fish you can get for the cost of an internet uh, access. Um, But I'm now off to check whether Martin Odegaard is in the Arsenal team and uh, whether Arsenal fan TV are happy with the lineup. What, finally, what do you think of oh, Arsenal fan TV?
1: Don't start with fan TV. I think there's a, a, a rant in the book somewhere about fan TV. Uh, again, one of the worst things that, that's ever happened. Just hounding managers out. They started showing on Channel 4 briefly in the dead of night, and it's one of the worst things they have ever seen. Oh, yes. The thumbs down on fan TV for me.
0: Well, thumbs up for Odegaard, who starts behind Al Bamayang. If you are watching um, milliseconds of Arsenal, Benfica, Steve Hill. Oh,
1: I watched the whole thing.
0: Enjoy! Just like the library! Just like the library! Just like the library! Just like the library! Shh!